Hey, Zoe. Hey, Lo, how's it going today? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I'm good. Thank you. I'm in Costa Rica. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love it because like there's a mandala behind me for those of I you know. who might be watching on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's actually perfect. Um, Like what, give us a little update on like your life and what you're doing. And like, so it's just, you're in like a different country every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so grateful to be back in Costa Rica. It's definitely a place where I always just feel like as soon as I land, there's a sigh of relief, feeling really nurtured by nature here. And I presently just completed a week of um, supporting at Iboga Wellness Center through a retreat that came through. And that was a very powerful experience for me. I learned many, many things. And just to be in the frequency of the medicine again is amazing. And next week I'll go into a retreat myself and do uh, two more ceremonies with Iboga, which I'm really looking forward to reporting back on the other side of this um, for you guys as well. It's a very deep healing, potent medicine that granted me miracles last year. So I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah, then I'm going to go volunteer with baby sea turtles. Um, and that will be my Costa Rica chapter of the year. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So today we're kind of going to take things down to like basics sort of, <laughs> um, or like returning back to basics, because I think the more you're exposed to the kinds of things that we talk about on this podcast and just you're in this world of like creating your reality and looking at your thoughts, becoming aware and like everything that comes with it, the easier it is to like complicate things, you know? And while like Zoe and I are big believers in like quantum creation and like these kind of really out of the box approaches to creating your reality and, and understanding the role that our minds play and all that kind of stuff. And I really I really love sharing things from like a more ethereal, like space, if you will. I also know the value in just like bringing things back down to earth. Mm -hmm. Right. And this week, like, so when I started like a bit of a book club, just between the two of us, where like, we're going to start reading books that are not about mindset or manifestation, but that are aiding us in from like an educational perspective. So like, I'm sure that there'll be different books on different topics, but we're starting with one that is really about like just understanding money on a different level. Like the system that is money, investments, everything that comes with that. Because I know for me, like I've listened to so many audiobooks, I've read so many books on the topic of money. And I think the energy part of it, I really understand. But the actual systems, like the human part of it, has continued for me to be this thing that's like just sort of over my head, right? And this really comes down to identity and understanding like, okay, if let's use money as a topic, but I think you could apply this to anything as always. If you're wanting to say, make more money, we want to look at like, well, who is the version of you who has more money? What is their identity? What kinds of things do they listen to? What do they know about the topic of money, because people that make a lot of money are, and, and make it easily and consistently, there are people that understand, like they have this power and knowledge over money, right? As an example, we'll give some more examples in other areas, but it's for me been this very sort of empowering thing to think about things from a more like earth side perspective of like, 
if I'm bringing this back to identity and Zoe and I've talked about identity for years, I mean, I think it's like identity is like the manifestation conversation for me. Um, but if we're approaching it from a space of like, okay, how can I expose myself to the kind of learning that that version of me is engaging in? Like it's, I don't know, am I, (laughs) how would you explain this? I feel like trying to make it simple is having me make it more complicated than necessary. (laughs) Yeah. So what I'd say is like, you know, with the, with the book that we've chosen in our, in our book club. So my intention around that is like, I'm ready to embody the next level, like wealthy woman. And so what it, what actually, and my, my awareness of wanting to do that is because my goals have shifted and I'm ready to commit to a next chapter in my life, which requires a next level of resources in my life. And so if we think about that, like first there needs to be clarity and awareness of like, what actually is that next level? So I'm like, okay, it's an embodiment of the, the wealthy woman. And so if I, if I look at my reality, um, or if I look at, let's say money, that flow of finances in general, where, if anywhere might it be inhibited and the places in which it feels inhibited or there's a blockage is because there are certain conversations with my accountant that I feel like go over my head because I don't really yeah. understand these words or, uh, you know, it's like when it comes to investments, like what actually is the best choice for me to make based on this next level reality that I'm going to and what my goals are? Like, is it property? Is it stocks, for example? Is it a certain account? Like just to really break it down for you guys. So it's in you and I, low deciding to commit to this book club and reorienting ourselves in reality. The key there is reorienting ourselves in this reality where we're rooted. So if I've been going on some type of trajectory and I'm like, I'm really ready to, to accelerate this, to put my foot on the gas, to get to the next level. So what are the actions that next level wealthy Zoe would be taking today? It would be okay. Funneling a bit more financial energy into a specific account it would be reading these books on investing and really understanding the subject matter and terminology that is wealth to a new level and and deciding let's say to have an accountability buddy in that too to have conversations because when we speak about the things that we're learning they integrate more deeply within us and they become not just something that we are understanding intellectually but they can then become embodied when we speak to these things so these are just some examples but it's essentially getting clarity on who you want to be that identity and reverse engineering that and and deciding and determining what are the actions albeit small or like not feeling that insignificant but it's habit forming and those habits add up each and every single day yeah and that becomes the compound effect of change and before you know it you've embodied that next level of the identity. Yeah. And I, it's interesting because when I look at it, it's like all of these things that I'm wanting to really learn about now, I think it's not that I've like never invested before or anything like that, but there's always been this kind of like subconscious belief. And I think this is prevalent for a lot of people, especially on the topic of money, where it's like, once I have more money, then I will really look at these things. I will put the investments in place. I will understand these things better. And it's, I mean, I really didn't realize the ways in which I was still doing that, this idea that like once 
X number of dollars are in the bank, then I can like, then it makes sense to go and do these things. But the times when things have moved forward, I mean, it comes back to like the nature of horrors of vacuum idea, right? Um, which is that once you create space, whether it's physically or mentally or emotionally, the universe rushes in to fill that. So if I'm going to create space by actually understanding, like one of the things that both Zoe and I did right away was start setting up certain accounts that exist in Canada that are, are meant for investing purposes that I'd never done because even though they're wildly available and they make a lot of sense, it's like, oh, well, I don't really have the money that I want to put there yet, but it's really backwards. If you go and you set up the account and you put $10 and it doesn't really matter. Now that's a space that the universe wants to rush in and fill. And that you have this, like you're giving purpose to that money, right? You're like creating just, you're creating this, this, I mean, it's, it's an energetic, it's an emotional and it's a physical vacuum, really this space that the universe wants to come in and fill. And I think money is just a really easy one to look at. Um, because it's so like tangible and the things that you can go and do and learn about and the books you can read and, and that kind of thing. But what do you think this looks like, say in like a relationship sense? So, cause you actually had like a good kind of like comparison before we hopped on that I liked. Yeah. Well, I can speak to this like transformation in myself and I, how I sort of like embodied it. So if I think about like where I'm, where I'm going towards, I'm going for a life partner now. I'm not going like, I mean, I feel like I've always had that idea of like, I'm not just going to date for the sake of dating. Like there's always been such a purpose behind it, but now I'm really at this space in myself where I feel like I've got space to really welcome this relationship into my life, the relationship of my dreams. Right. And when I say that, I'm, I'm not in no way settling the relationship of my dreams, like everything, um, in divine alignment, that energetic match, who's like really focused on building and creating a very powerful evolving connection over time, right? Life partner um, who wants to build a life and family, et cetera, et cetera. So if I'm reverse engineering that version of Zoe, who has the soulmate, well, I know soulmate sometimes twin all these words, but like, you know what I mean? Life partner, <laughs> you guys know what I mean? So the quantum man. <laughs> um, so if I'm reverse engineering that relationship, if I'm choosing a book to read, let's say it's not going to be why men love bitches. It's going to be a return to love by Marianne Williamson. It's not going to be reading about like how to get a guy's attention, like how to do all this. It's going to be how to really become a sanctuary of unconditional love in myself. And then those actions, like unless they're divinely inspired, like there might be an inspired idea of like, I'm going to take myself out on a date on a coffee shop and like meet someone. Like if that's feeling inspired, yes. But I would say like the action taking is more of like, I tend to my needs when I feel them arise. So it's like, if I need comforting, I'm going to comfort myself. If I need to release some emotions, I'm going to support myself in the release of those emotions. So it's like really getting in tune with um, tending to my own needs because I know that that's what I am desiring to attract in that counterpart is no codependent type of relationship. It's like, we are our own beautiful, unique forces and we come together to like create the most abundant life together. So hopefully that grants like some yeah. context around reverse engineering that. I think, um, I mean, I remember reading that book when I was like <laughs> 26 or 27 and I was very much in this mindset of like, I mean, this is a harsh way of putting it, but like manipulation, like 
like thinking that I needed to manipulate how people received me and men mm-hmm. received me in order to like be with that book, ugh, that book and a bunch of others that are like it are all about like basically being, being aloof towards men or in relationships, being like unavailable to them, being a bitch <laughs> to them. Honestly, it hurts my heart to think about because it's not nice to another human. It's not kind. I remember specifically reading the beginning of that book. And it's about how, like, if you're going to make him dinner, heat up some hot dogs in the microwave. Like, and it was, oh man, those kinds of books, because I read them in my twenties really did a number on me in terms of the beliefs that they instilled. Anyways, that's a whole, we've actually had conversations about that (laughs) on the podcast before, but yeah, like that version of me or that, like, that is now that I'm in a committed relationship, I don't, it's so funny that it's like, I would never in a million years think, oh, you know what he needs today is like less love. Like (laughs) it's always the other way. It's always where am I not the embodiment of love? If I'm wanting to like experience that to new levels in our, you know, like anyways, but that's a whole other (laughs) conversation. Um, uh, there was something I was going to say about that. I don't remember, but, uh, oh, I, I, I think that the distinguisher here is like, it's not strategic. So if you're, you're, it's, it's an embodiment, like Zoe listening to or reading a return to love, that's an embodiment of the energy of the version of you that is in the loving relationship. It's not, how do I get to X? It's, if I'm going to exist in that energy, I'm going to embody those emotions. Where do I naturally feel led if it's money? And it's like, okay, the wealthy version of me, how does she feel about money? She feels damn empowered. Okay. What are the actions that would lead me to right now feel empowered about money? Well, I want to learn about the systems that are money. The ones that I have up until this point considered like too complicated for my brain, which is ridiculous because (laughs) we know that we're very capable of like, I think that's like the money thing is interesting because there's so much programming there of like, we are made to feel small and powerless around money. And that's actually what keeps us out of like away from actually learning about these things called investments and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's like, to me, that's how you distinguish one from the other. It's, it's not a, okay, I'm going to go and do this so that I can have the relationship. It's not from a place of attachment or manipulation. It's not because I remember reading that book that you just talked about the, uh, the return to love one. And at the time it was done from this place of like trying, it was done from this place of like searching for like, something's missing within me. Oh, I'm going to return to love and read this book. And hopefully that brings in the person. I think that there's something, if we're coming from that energy, there's something, there's an attachment to address within us. The subtle difference it's, it's subtle, but it's actually big is like, can I desire what I desire from a space of just patience about it and acceptance of it? Like you're not in this space though, where you're like, oh my God, I just desperately need my person anymore. You're like, I know this is inevitable for me. So what are the things that that version of Zoe feels led towards action wise? Am I making sense? Like in terms of distinguishing one from the other of like, this is not about strategically trying to do the things that that version of you does. It's about visiting with her, sitting with her and saying, how does she feel? And what actions can I take today that put me in that space? Yeah. It's like being love and it's being more Zoe, let's say, because that's what it is. It's like the, 
I would say these actions, like even if whether we're talking about actions towards like generating and creating next levels of wealth or money or like in your career or in relationship, it's like in taking these types of actions, you actually start to dissolve and like release patterns and conditioning that have been inhibiting you or holding you back. Similar to what you just said about like waiting for the money arrived to take the action, take the action and you're already taking the action. You're not waiting for the money to arrive and then the money's going to start flooding in. So you in that choice, in that decision, in that movement of reorienting yourself in reality, you create space to release all these like false or limiting perceptions, assumptions, interpretations about reality very effortlessly. Yeah. And I think too, it can be as simple as like that version of me who is living this reality. What is she or she or he or they exposed to? What kind of content are they engaging with? I had a call with a client today who's starting a new business. And I said, the first thing we want to do is like really expose you to this being a possibility, like people making money in the way that you want to make it. So go find other people who have monetized their art in the way that you desire to, their creations in the way that you desire to start living in that world where this is not a big deal. Because when I look at like, say the money stuff, I'm not currently living in a world where I'm having regular conversations with people or even being exposed to conversations by people about having big investment accounts or anything like that. Like that's not a conversation I'm even like a part of or witnessing in other people. So like that can be a really small thing of like that version of me is exposing herself, thinking more often these kinds of thoughts. These are, you know, the circles that maybe she is investing and being a part of, even if that's just listening to a podcast or whatever, but it's not, it's funny because I listen to so much manifestation content and I always have, but what's at the base of all of that is this, like, I'm still trying to figure out how to get X, right? That's not always why I'm choosing to listen to content, but at the base of like trying to manifest or listening to content that is about manifestation, I'm like perpetuating this this identity of not yet having all the things that I desire, right? Like on like a very subconscious level, that's not always the energy that I'm in, but it's like that next level version of me, is she listening endlessly to content about how to X, Y, and Z? Or is there like another level that I can invest in that assumes all those things are already done, right? Yeah, and it's like, if we think about the actions, just to give a, tangible kind of action step ideas like as low and I have been on this like trajectory let's say the last week where I've really harnessed a new energy and working on this next level of embodiment today when I got up like what I what I've added into my morning routine is like I do I'm doing these Pilates videos I love doing Pilates like if I was actually in my in a home base somewhere let's say this is like the reality that I'm going to is like in the divine partnership I have a home I'm like rooted in that um, and I'm, you know, creating space for a family. Okay, well, actually me getting up, doing my morning routine of journaling, getting ready for the day, 
starting my day with Pilates and watching these videos actually feeds that intention for that future, that next level, because I'm feeling strong in my body. My body's feeling good. I'm feeling vital. I'm tending to my energy first thing. I'm like ready to go. I'm setting myself up for success. So even if like, let's say Pilates doesn't seem like it's directly related to that next level of wealth or directly related to my relationship, it's actually all comes back to like me and how I'm deciding that the actions that I am going to take are actually that reverse engineered future version next level of myself. It's like align, start aligning everything with where you're going or reframe things. Like if you're not creating new actions, like I would still be working out, but now I'm like working out with a bit more fire behind it because like, this is, this is the one like really just becoming the one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it, it can be really simple things like this doesn't have to be living all day, every day in some different reality and trying to trick yourself into thinking like, it's really not that it's really small things like Zoe just shifted her intention behind something she was already doing as to embody where it is that you're going rather than where you are. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just choosing to download slightly different audiobooks or click on a different podcast. It's maybe getting up a little bit earlier. I think that these things generally, they feel good. They feel inviting. Like I was at the point where I'm like, you know what I really want? I want to better understand things. These, this like next level of money, like that feels inviting to me. And I'm already listening to the podcast. I'm already downloading the eBooks. I'm just going to shift the ones that I'm downloading and like decide that Mm -hmm. I'm graduating from this world of like the kind of content I've been consuming this entire time. Right. And so I think it's just like always coming back to if I'm investing my time, money, or energy into something, is that something that like that next level version of me is doing or not? Right. Like yeah, I just think about this next level for me is really about education. And it seems like such an easy thing. Like, oh, I just need to like start exposing myself to these things and then it will start to feel normalized. And that's, I think what like is so underrated is the power of normalizing these things like money education or um, even just like healthy relationship dynamics. Like rather than investing more time and energy into unhealthy ones on social media, because they're literally everywhere. Like if it's not serving where you're going, stop engaging in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if it's, or if it's more an action that's aligned with the current version of you, or even a past version of you, can you swap that out for something that feels just as inviting, just as good, but that is an investment in where you're wanting to go. Yeah. And notice is like, just as Lo's kind of speaking in these uh, simple action steps you can take, look around or like, think about what you're consuming. Is there a bit of exhaustion to it? Because what I can say for myself is like, it's actually been quite a while uh, since I've listened to Abraham Hicks. And I, I love, I love them. I love that. That was like a big part of, of my life for a couple of years, but it's actually been years since I've actually been drawn to that content because I used to use that content to like soothe me or something like bring me out of an an anxious state and I've graduated from that so actually just look around and see have I outgrown some of let's say the content or the things that I'm consuming am I ready to reach for the next level 
and start to like learn and comprehend and begin an embodiment practice with these things versus like just doing what I've always done because then I'm just going to stay where I've always been. Yeah. Yeah. There's immense power in habits because our habits become who we are. And I think that's something people really don't understand about identity and that I have to remind myself of too. It's just the power in like these small shifts and how they, they result in our self-perception because it's the way that you view yourself that is creating your reality. Like we think it's, you know, our beliefs, we think it's our energy, all this stuff to me, it, it can all come back to like, who am I for myself? Because mm-hmm. that's who I am out in the world. That's who I am in my business. That's what I'm seeing a reflection back to me in my relationship. Like I can't be for myself, someone who is not good enough or not pretty enough or whatever. And, and receive that in abundance from somebody else in whatever capacity or, or dynamic. Right. And so, yeah, is the version of you who is feeling amazing in his or her body standing in the mirror and tearing them apart? Probably not. Like, no, absolutely not. Actually. <laughs> so like, stop doing that. Yeah. Like, I think the self-deprecating behavior, especially it's like, is that version of you who has the love or has the vitality or has the wealth, are they looking at their bank account and feeling endless amounts of shame? No. How, how would they view debt? How would they view whatever that launch that didn't go to plan? How would they view this opportunity that is coming their, your way? Like, I don't, it really can be applied to anything, but I think if there's an, um, if there's a, like an action or behavior that you're routinely investing in, is it actually serving you? And I think just bringing awareness to that and making it really simple, because when I think about it that way, it's like, is thinking these thoughts or feeling this way about whatever the topic is money or is investing in that behavior or that action or those, that kind of content. Is that something that that next level of, of me in that next level reality or that next level of wealth, is that something she's doing? No. So why would I be doing it now and thinking it's going to get me to where I want to (laughs) go? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you break it down, there's like such a simplicity to it, but we so, we can get so caught up, like you and I both identified in, in the energy of things and the whole like ethereal realm of things when it's like, we're actually all human beings rooted in this reality. So sometimes it's just as simple uh, as like, what is the step? Like, what is the action that I can take today? Like, even for example, um, like opening a new, a new type of savings account and flowing some financial energy to that. I flowed some financial energy to a new savings account today. And tomorrow I'm going to recognize that I did that. And I'm going to feel really proud of myself. I'm going to feel really empowered about myself. Even if like tomorrow I'm not flowing more financial energy to it. I know that that that's there. So I'm already a different person tomorrow because of what I did today. And then if I think about who I am, like a week from now, probably flowing more financial energy to this account, I'm going to feel like a boss, you know, (laughs) I'm going to feel like I'm doing it. I'm driving it. I'm putting like gas, like my foot on the gas towards like the acceleration of the next level and it's happening. So it's like, it can be little moves. It can be deciding that you're going to go to the gym tomorrow. And then the following day you go to the gym again. And then you're like, wow, I went to the gym two days in a row. And then maybe it's a third day. And then maybe it's all of a sudden you're working up to going to the gym five days a week and you're a different person and all those endorphins and all of the 
psychological gains that come from that are going to support you in continuing with these healthy, good feeling, expansive habits. Yeah. And there is so much power in small movements forward. Like I know I've been, I've gotten myself stuck at times thinking that like, there's just, I'm overwhelmed. There's so much that I need to change energetically action wise. There's so much out of place. This is a mountain that I need to climb. And I would almost hate when people would say like, just take the first step because I'd be like, but I need to climb the whole mountain because I'm not going to be happy until I'm up there. And so, but, but what would happen then is that I was just so far away from it all. And my experience was look at how far away I am from these things that I desire. The reality is, is like, it's not about the first step. It's about creating like a snowball. It's about creating momentum. And so opening a bank account is a simple thing, but you're now in this reality where you've taken that step and you're like, well, what could I do tomorrow? That felt pretty good. What could I do tomorrow? Like maybe I'll take the next step. Right. And 30 days go by and you've potentially taken 30 steps and you're living in this entirely different reality on whatever the subject is. And you feel, I mean, I think there's a lot of power too in feeling proactive about things. Like Mm -hmm. one thing I have often um, coached clients around in terms of paying off debt is like, can you set up a weekly or bi-weekly like auto draft to whatever that debt is, even if it's like any amount of money you can part with, even if it's $10, $5 even, and you can always go in and cancel it if you don't think you're going to have that money there the day before, whatever. Um, But what that's going to do is, it shifts your mindset into the space of I am putting money towards my debt. And that takes on its own energy that puts you into a new way of being where now you can no longer say, I'm not doing anything. This is only getting worse. I'll never, I can never even get started. What's even the point of trying now you're in a reality of I'm doing something. I'm doing what I can do. I'm taking some action. I'm whatever. I mean, this is just a a silly little example. And I've watched how people start with $10 every other week. And within a matter of months, they realize that it's actually not that hard to part with a hundred dollars every week. And now, you know, a few months later, they've made a significant dent in what, in what that, that debt was. And like, it really, it started with $10. Mm-hmm. you know, and that's actually how I've seen the biggest change in my life. Life, It was like any time that I've experienced a quantum leap, it was like something small that put me into a new realm of possibility, a different self-perception, a new identity, really, even if it was a small shift and that took on its own momentum. And then in a short period of time, the whole thing snowballed and it took on its own energy and like, you know, so I think I'm just like represents to that right now. I'm like, Oh, what little thing could I do tomorrow? Yeah. And it's like, like, just as you're speaking into that, I remember there was a point in time where I had my student debt and I, I called and increased my payments by a hundred dollars because I just decided to do the math and realized that if I was paying a hundred dollars more then it actually cut off a few years off of like my right. payments or whatever, but just like me, like taking a look at this, can I part with an extra hundred dollars? Didn't even notice that it was yeah. gone. Right. And it's also because again, you're creating space for that money to go. You're giving it direction to flow. So it's like in all of a sudden deciding that, let's say I was going to pay back like $250 for my student loan each month. Like all of a sudden there was like that, that money of course was going there. And I felt really abundant about that decision within myself of saving myself money over the long term. Yeah. So I think just, um, 
ask your guy, ask yourself guys. Cause I know like we both know when something feels really daunting, whatever it is. Like I remember we, we reference often the call that we, like the coaching call that we did with you though, um, quite a long, well, a year ago now, actually, it was exactly a year ago where I was coaching you in the world of dating. And I know that at the time you felt like you were so far away from the ideal, like Zoe 2.0, who was going to be worthy of love. And there was a lot of like, just feeling frustrated or feeling just totally exhausted by the idea of chasing this ideal that never got closer. And now you are like, so the embodiment of, you know, just worthy of love. And what would you say like, like, was that like a massive shift that you somehow figured out how to create within yourself? Or was it like small little things in the right direction each day that over the course of the year has completely transformed who you are? Yeah. Small little things, moment to moment transformation and change, but it was just locking in that focus, locking in that goal too, like making the decision of like, I am going to work on this area of my life where I have not where I'm going to take this area of my life to the next level because I don't want it to stay stagnated. And it's in that decision and reorienting and then just keeping that top of mind every single day. And yeah, you'll be led to the books. You'll be led to the podcast. You'll be led to the mentor, teacher guides, like everything you need will be provided for you, but you also have to make that decision, make that commitment. Yeah, this is reminding me of times when I had a big goal and I was visualizing it and I, I was letting the small actions be enough. And what that has like versus times when I thought what's even the point, because it's so big and like one tiny, a $10 payment on this thing or like, or I don't know, another Instagram post towards a business that doesn't feel aligned anymore. Like it, 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 it's really just a shift in like letting the small things be enough. And what I have experienced is that that again, takes on its own energy. And so then it's not, it becomes something that you're not even really having to do. You're it's, you're embodying that energy more and more and more. Like we've shared, like in 2020, I paid off quite a bit of debt. That was like a something we both chatted about in terms of just like financial goals that we had back in 2020. And it started with like, okay, how much money do I, and this was like student loans I'd had for years. It was some like business, um, debt that I took on when I started my business to like hire coaches and stuff like that. And, um, I remember at the, like, as soon as I decided, okay, now I'm going to like actually tackle this because it always felt like this thing that was like off in the future. That's like too daunting. I don't even know how to start and I don't want to like sacrifice my lifestyle in order to do it. But it just started with like, what's the amount of money in my account right now that I could part with? And it wouldn't like cause me a lot of stress. And it wasn't, it was a few hundred dollars or something like that, but it just immediately, I was like, oh my God, I'm doing it. You know, like I'm, I just put this money towards this debt. And I ended up paying off like a significant amount of debt in like a matter of months because those little actions took on this energy of their own and it started to snowball. And that was the reason that then like I started making money everywhere that I looked. I mean, people were just throwing money at me because I had this space for it to go. And those small actions started to build their own momentum and really snowball on themselves. So sometimes the only thing we really need to do is get that momentum started and the momentum can take you, but we often don't even, we don't let that be enough. So we don't even try, right? Like you could decide to read one finance book 
and the momentum that that creates could skyrocket your entire reality. And you're kind of like along for the ride, but so much of it is happening on your behalf, or it's like, you you can't even really stop it because you want to go with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So ask yourselves right here, right now, as you're listening to this, like, where is it that I want to go? And what is the change? uh, What is the action, even if it's small that I can take today to move myself towards that direction? And I think the key to the right action is what is an action that would bring me some like empowerment or relief in this area? What is something that just for the sake of taking that one action, if it's $10 or it's going to the gym once, or it's going for a walk that would shift how I feel right now. Cause I know in like reading this one book that Zoe and I both downloaded simultaneously, I'm not, I'm only a few chapters in it has already started to snowball in conversations that we've been having. I'm looking at like other books we've like been watching webinars together and like having this conversation and, but downloading that book felt inviting to me. Right. I Mm -hmm. think that that's, it's like, don't force yourself to like go to the gym for two hours thinking that like, that's an aligned action. If all that comes with it is like dread. (laughs) That's not it, but yeah. just going for a walk with like some high vibe music on and moving your body in an ease filled way. Does that feel inviting to you right now? And just look for like that next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautifully said low. All right. Thanks guys. Hope you enjoyed this chat and I feel like there'll be updates to come. <laughs> yes. Love you guys. Okay. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.